Here, I'm just going to start recording it off the bat since we tend to like talk about things prior to recording and it's like that would be good to have. So yeah. I just started recording it. Sweet. Yeah. When you texted me, I was on the way home from Austin Books and Comics down off Lamar because mm -hmm. I don't know if you know, yearly they do free comic book day. Yeah. And they didn't do one this year because of COVID, no free comic book day, but authors and artists had already worked on free comic book day issues and stuff and so they've been sending them out and then today was like kind of unofficially free comic book day and one of my favorite comic book series of all times invincible they re-released issue number one as a free comic book day with a new cover and the last couple of pages are early previews to the upcoming amazon series they're doing an animated television series of the comic book. And so the last like three pages are early artwork and some like, like notes about character design, a little bit more information. Like there's, there's been no official release date and there's been no trailer yet, but they've announced the cast. They announced that the writer of the comic wrote the pilot episode and the season finale. And each episode is going to be about an hour long. So that's awesome. And based on the characters that they've already announced that are going to be there, they're at least going probably up to like issue eight or 10 or something. There's like a key event that happens like really early on and introduces like an entire new cast of characters. And since they've already announced the voice actors for some of those characters, it's fairly obvious that like they've gotten to that issue. So I'm super excited about it. And it's cool because it's an image comic. Robert Kirkman, I'm sure you know, does Walking Dead and a ton of other stuff. And so this is Robert Kirkman's like superhero comic book that's almost like pure superhero. Like, you know, Walking Dead is not a superhero comic book, but it is a comic book. But Invincible is like superheroes with like capes and fighting and, and villains and all sorts of crazy things. Super and brutal. Yes, it is super brutal. The first four or five issues are very tame. And this one event kicks off the next like 140 issues of ultra violent multi-page. Yeah. I mean, it, like later on in the series, I mean, there are people getting their guts ripped out, getting their heads ripped off. It got to that level of super brutal and you would expect nothing less from image comic books because they deal in a totally different space than anything else. So I had to go pick up that issue because it's free and it's a variant of Invincible number one. It's such a plain and like unassuming cover. I love homage covers of the covers that I love and they've done like seven or eight different versions of it now. And I was like, I, I have to get this one to add to the collection. Yeah. Also, I love how... The uh, the design of his suit is basically just the Image Comics logo. Oh, yeah, Invincible. Have you read Invincible? Uh, very little of it. Do you, like, did you start at the beginning, like, number one? No. Okay. <laughs> it was kind of spoiled for me a little bit. One part, I have no idea where in the story that part is. Is it the thing about his dad? So I know about his dad. Okay, that's like yeah. issue 
like six, I think. Yeah, I, I know very little about it because after that, I was like, all right, this looks like a really cool comic. I need to like stop right now <laughs> so that I can actually read it from the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I, I highly recommend Invincible and for a, a number of reasons. One, it's just, it's a really good series. Two, in the same manner that Robert Kirkman did Walking Dead, his goal was basically like release six or eight issues and then a trade paperback and then six or eight issues or a trade paperback. It is very easy to read every Invincible comic. A number one, like asking price, like $500, five or $600. And even they had a number one at Austin Books and Comics in just a poly bag, $400, I think. And so like physical issues, extremely hard to find because it was in that era of image comics where they had kind of like Spawn had been going for a while and Young Bloods and like all the image comics founders series had been running for a bit and they were trying to do an image comics renaissance and they like initiated a lot of superhero books and Invincible is like the only one that survived. And even like, I've seen it with Robert Kirkman in multiple interviews. Basically the early twist that I was kind of talking about, and I'm not gonna spoil if anyone hasn't read it. If you haven't read it, if you're listening to this, go read them. The early twist was supposed to be at issue 25. And the publisher was like, Robert, if you don't start selling books, there's not going to be a 25. So he jumped up that event and like that issue sales started skyrocketing on it like it really picked up even that like twist is not the only thing to the series like there i mean real like character growth and it's 144 numbered issues plus there's an invincible number 0 and an invincible returns so for 146 issues, you have the same writer and two artists because the original artist, he couldn't keep up with deadlines and stuff. And so like he was going under a lot of stress and he ended up dropping off. And then Ryan Otley took up art duties, Ryan Otley being the current artist of Amazing Spider-Man. Both are fantastic artists. Like I, Robert Kirkman, and Corey Walker created the book. And so Corey Walker's art, you know, is the initial art. And it's, it's very, it's simple, but enjoyable. But then Ryan Otley's is very detailed, but it's still like that, that cartoony comic book detailed. It's not like hyper-realistic, like Alex Ross and other painted series types. So the, right. the art is fantastic. The writing is fantastic. And you have the same artist and the same writer for every issue and so everything that happens in the comic book feels genuine like when you when you move from one writer to another or if like your art style changes a lot of times for me it's hard to like keep going sometimes and then you know things like spider-man that have been running for like 60 or 70 years or x-men a writer will come in they'll do their thing and then the next writer may completely disregard everything well with the same writer there is consistency throughout the entire book. Every character feels genuine to their character. There's so much good character development and character growth and these relationships. And it's not just like a superhero, good guy, bad guy. Like there's 
these legitimate relationships that make the book just amazing. So uh, I think it, I think it has 22 or 24 trade paperbacks that you can get every core issue in and it builds this amazing universe. And then you can expand to some of the other books in the series, like a bunch of other books that Robert Kirkman had written kind of ended after like five or six issues. Well, he eventually ends up like rolling all of these other characters into Invincible. And issue number 60 actually has like a image universe crossover. And so you see people like Spawn and Witchblade and Savage Dragon and Super Patriot and all these like other and the Youngbloods, like all these other image comic characters make their way into Invincible in actual continuity. And then uh, there's one in continuity tie in with Spider-Man. It's Marvel team up number 14. And there's a character in Invincible that can open portals to different dimensions. And Mark gets sent into him, Mark being Invincible. Uh, Mark gets sent into one and he ends up in Spider-Man's universe for an entire issue. And it's it's just a great little like offshoot, but it's not even a necessary read. And that's that's why like I love that series is like you can read the core issues and you get a full drawn out story or you can read like tie-ins and prequels and expanded in continuity stuff. And you just get this like massive world that all feels like very connected and very well written. So highly recommend it. And there's an animated TV show coming. So, you know, you can watch it if you don't want to read it. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. I'm very excited about it. I can't remember what the first Amazon original show was, but their most recent ones with things like Upload and Jack Ryan and Hannah and the boys and Good Omens have just all been fantastic. Amazing casts, high budget, high quality television that you get as a free add-on to having an Amazon Prime account. Like that's that's a huge win. Yeah, I saw the boys uh, season one, not knowing anything about it. And I was like, this is really interesting and I like it. And also yeah. Slipknot did a, one of the songs in the soundtrack, I believe. Really? I did not know that. Yeah, I, I love season one of the boys and it, it has one of my favorite actors in it, Simon Pegg, because I love Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead, mm-hmm. The World's End, Paul... I mean, I could name a ton of things he's been in Star Trek. Um, But yeah, the boys, uh, they actually, they did uh, a re-release of issue number one for free comic book day. And so I picked that up. Oh, nice. Yeah. I've, I've read the first couple of issues of the boys and I I almost regret having seen the show before reading the comic because I like the show a lot more. Um, I just, I really like the character of Huey. I like, uh, what is it? Billy? Is that his name? Uh, uh, the main guy. Yeah. The guy with the beard that was also uh, Scourge uh, in Ragnarok. Uh, yeah. Billy Butcher. Yeah. Butcher. Yeah. yeah that's... Billy Butcher. He is awesome. Like his one liners are so fantastic. And like, I think it's in that first or second episode where he like, you know he's fighting the invisible guy and like yeah, when he shows up yeah like runs the car into the yeah. shop like 
Dude, Billy, he's funny because he's like he's like trying to be a good person, but yeah. like, but he himself is like not really a good person. No, not at all. <laughs> he's, he's just like he definitely yeah. falls into that like anti-hero category that yeah. is it. You're not supposed to root for them, but you yeah. very much end up rooting for them. Right. And I mean, you just, you feel bad for Huey because of what happens to him in the first episode. Again, no spoilers right. on that, but like, yeah, major sympathy for Huey. Mm-hmm. And then you're I like, think, I think it was in the trailer, but still, it probably yeah. was. Yeah. Dude, the trailer for season two. I, I so I watched like the first couple of seconds of it and I was like, I don't want to know. I'm just, cause it, I think it, it airs sometime this month or next month i know it's on the way and i'm just like i'm not gonna watch it and what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna rewatch season one right up to the day that season two launches because it's only it's six six episodes i think like it's it's so easy to watch in the span of like two days and it's in and you're hooked because like every every episode practically ends on a cliffhanger yeah and so it's so easy to just get lost in it. Um, it's such a great show. <laughs> yeah. So I recently uh, decided to recently, meaning like today, decided oh, to, <laughs> very recent to go back because I have this the uh, DC the DC Universe app right on my phone. I actually have like a subscription. I'm like, oh, they're streaming. I haven't, I haven't been using this. I should probably use it. So I had some like some time earlier. Okay. And I was like, where did I even leave off? And then I, I sign in and it's like right in the middle of Dark Knight's Metal. And nice. I remember I, I didn't know well, if you were I, gonna go comic book or TV show, and I was like, the suspense no, is killing me. The the comics. Yeah. So so I remember <laughs> that I stopped because I was so fucking confused. <laughs> And I was like, I don't know what the hell is going on. I need to go back. And then I think at the time I was like, I don't feel like going back, going through all this shit right now. Yeah. So finally I went back. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go back. And I'm starting at the beginning of Rebirth with with Batman. Oh. Because Batman's... Oh, yeah, no, Batman's the anchor of that universe. So... just so good. Oh yeah. And um cuz was Rebirth still Capullo and Snyder? No. Oof. Not for Batman, no. Oof, cuz that was what sold me on the New 52 was Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder. Yeah, the, the New 52 was just so good. It, it well, Batman was, yeah. Batman the is. the rest of it was I would say a majority of the New 52 was kind of a disaster. Yeah. I I enjoyed Batman. I and, enjoyed Batman and um, the 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 later uh, Justice League with like the Dark Side War and stuff. See, I liked the first run of Justice League that was Jim Lee, and then mm-hmm. right after that, I fell off. I I lost interest for some reason, and even like the Justice League Dark, I I love Constantine, and so I was trying to get into those and i just i don't know man something about the pacing or something i just i didn't i i couldn't keep going with it so does rebirth tie into metal yes there are some very important parts that are are like uh details that happen in rebirth and 
Incorrect. If you don't know that, I don't. Start Dark Knights Metal. You're gonna be like, why the fuck is this person <laughs> like this? And then, like, why is he doing this? And like, what the hell is going on? Because I, I think I have. I don't know. Yeah, is it is it Justice League Dark Knights Metal or is it just Dark Knights Metal? What? It's just Dark Knights Metal. Because I have the one issue. Oh no, it is Justice League. Okay, it is Justice League. Because I have the one issue that has like a couple of them on it, and that's that's Greg Capullo, right? Capullo wrote Metal or drew Metal. I believe so. Because I I have the one that it the cover has like Batman and Green Lantern and uh superman wonder woman and flash and you know having read new 52 batman i've seen capullo's take on batman Mm -hmm. approximately 45 issues or something i mean i know a handful of those were drawn by other people uh but seeing capullo's take on superman and green lantern are just great because i i used to be like a huge green lantern fan from when Kyle Rayner took over as Green Lantern Mm. all the way up to uh, Blackest Night and Brightest Day is where I I dropped off because they did that comic book bull crap of like... Yeah, the the soft reboot. Well, not even that. Well, yeah, actually right after that, they did the soft reboot of New 52 and Green Lantern didn't get rebooted, but blackest day and darkest night they did like oh like to read all of our brightest day not blackest day bright to read all of like brightest day and blackest night you're talking like it was like green lantern run yeah but it was like 200 issues with all the tie-ins yeah and like they and then they they had like the the justice league uh blackest day and brightest night yeah and like blackest night and brightest blackest night and brightest yeah it's a tongue twister (laughs) They had, but yeah, like they had Superman issues and they had Flash issues and they had Hawkman issues and they had. Yeah, those are crazy when there's that many and then they have like. I don't like it. Like, I I don't either. Yeah. Okay, I don't want to read like all these different, like. Yeah. I'm not going to read 200 Superman. I'm sorry. Like, Uh -uh. (laughs) it's not going to. And like, and the thing is, then like, you know, they're throwing me into Hawkman and it's like, I've never read a Hawkman issue. So my, my knowledge of Hawkman is like the Justice League animated series. Like I get it. He's a, but even that was screwed up. Cause like sometimes Hawkman is like an Egyptian God that's reincarnated, but then sometimes he's an alien with Hawk wings. Like, They've screwed that character up so much. Yeah. And and same with Hawk Girl. And so like I had I had no idea what was going on in their issues. And then they were like trying to sell me on Hawk and Dove. And I was like, I don't even know. Like I know the names Hawk and Dove. I don't even know what their powers are, anything about them. I think it's it doesn't a, matter, dude. Yeah. That's that's when you're like, okay, I'm just gonna like do That's when you Wikipedia it. Yeah, and you fucking YouTube it. Yeah, and... yes. Comics explained <laughs> or like yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's the other one? Tom Storian. Yeah, him too. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just after that it kind of I like I, I stopped reading, and then it was like they did the new Fifty Two, and then they like I don't like Sinestro took over as the Green Lantern in it, and then like Kyle Rayner was in like Guardian, like Green Lantern Guardian or something, and he had one of every ring 
Yeah. And I was just like, I, I can't, I can't do this. Like I got, I, it was fine when there were two rings when it was green and yellow. And then I understand like they, they kind of rolled star Sapphire into being like a ring, but then there was like blue and purple and orange and red. And like each one did different things. And the, the blue one, like super, yeah. (laughs) Too much, but (laughs) metal like yeah i want to read metal the art looks amazing but i couldn't tell Mm -hmm. if it was like an alternate like a a a dc elseworld title or black label whatever because i think they killed off the elseworld i couldn't tell if it was like black label or if it's in canon or where it takes place i believe it is but yeah like i said there's there's some details maybe small detail like like not a lot of them but yeah. the details are important like like i said i like started the series and i was like wait what <laughs> <laughs> and then i had to like look it up and i'm like oh, okay great that sucks. I gotta go back. but um, it's all right have it now, like where i am in in batman yeah in Rebirth, it's interesting because i know he he like has his outsiders thing mm-hmm. which i believe includes the uh, signal uh which is the 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 yellow one if you know what the signal is i don't know what the signal is you need to look up the signal okay it's, look up batman the signal or it's something. so mysterious i will look that up yeah and i i've seen this character like every now and then but that's not robin's girlfriend is it no okay because i know there was someone that was are you thinking of oracle no that's barbara gordon now somebody had a purple costume and she was oh not huntress there there was another batgirl there were two batgirls yeah i know there was the one that had like the the stitched up suit and then the you know barbara gordon batgirl no there was one i thought there was one that was robin's girlfriend and then she became something i don't know i don't know anyway so i had seen this character and I was like i don't know who yeah right i was like i don't know who this is so i don't know what the hell's going on with him and he shows up in in uh uh um dark knight's metal okay um, so it, it kind of introduces him where i am and i'm like oh perfect like now i know, now i know who this guy is that's always helpful but Another thing I want to say, actually, um, did you know Greg Capullo plays uh, guitar? I did. I, I know that from his Instagram. He's a badass guitar yeah. player, he's and really he's good. jacked. Yes, he is. Because I've uh, met but, I've met Greg Capullo in person, and his biceps are intimidating. But he's the nicest guy. Um, I think they they wrote some music to go with the uh, Dark Knight's metal. Dude, that's super awesome. And I think if if I'm not mistaken, it might have been him on the guitar playing it. That's super awesome. Because I know I have to send you like a video or something. But... Yeah, I've I've watched a couple of them on Instagram, but I didn't know that that was for a Dark Knight Metal. I love when they do things like that, when they do like a music tie-in. Because uh, yeah. James O'Barr did that with the Crow. He had a band that I I think he was either like very close to them or he might have been in it. Uh, but it's uh, Fear and Bullets, I think, is the name of the band or the album or the band and the album. 
maybe, you know, it's kind of like Black Sabbath and Black Sabbath featuring the track Black Sabbath, but <laughs> which is a great song. Uh, but the, the album Fear and Bullets was meant to be like a, a musical compendium to the Crow comic book, the trade paperback. And I think stuff like that's really cool. It gives it, a, you know, a bit of a cinematic feel. One more thing real quickly. All right. I, I don't I don't know if it's on there. And if it is, if it's on DC Universe, like right after this, go read it. Have you read, or I don't know, you might've already read it. Last Night on Earth? Batman Last Night on Earth? Is, is that the one where he's like got the Joker's head? Yes. I haven't read it. I've heard about it. I've seen the artwork for it. So it looks it looks awesome. It's Greg Capullo it's and Scott Snyder, so you know it's Sweet. good. It is okay, so it's Last Night on Earth. A quick Google search does show that it's on Comixology. It's three okay. it's three like double size issues. The single issues were actually they weren't like paper covers, they were more cardstock feel like they felt like trade paperback covers but that was the regular issue because they were double size issues crazy story totally like whatever elseworld or black label or whatever you want to call it non non continuity based just three standalone issues and at, at some point they show most of the current roster of the justice league and like dude they're all like post-apocalyptic. Wonder Woman has a mohawk and it is so badass. And she's a badass in that series. Yeah, and it's so good. And it's three double-sized issues. So it probably ends up being something like 180 pages or maybe 200 pages. But Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo, super awesome. Love that series. Such a good series. But that's, yeah, that's, that's comic books. Um, I actually wanted to talk to you about, I bought Mortal Kombat 11. We were talking about this in our last episode a little, uh, that Saturday where nothing felt important or I couldn't bring myself to be motivated by anything. The one thing that actually motivated me was I watched Mortal Kombat Legacy Scorpion's Revenge. Yeah. And that was awesome and super brutal for a cartoon. Yeah. I did not, not expect to see for Mortal Kombat though. It's it's about on brand for Mortal Kombat, I would say. Yeah, yeah I didn't think I was gonna see like the middle of someone's brain after somebody got cut <laughs> in half. Yeah. And I didn't realize so th- that movie, and correct me if I'm wrong, is kind of a retelling of the first Mortal Kombat game or the first like tournament. Yeah. But is kind of more accurate to the Mortal Kombat 9, I guess, which was just titled Mortal Kombat from 2011. Does that? Yes. Yes, you're correct. Because, so I didn't. I had to do too much research to figure out what was going on in Mortal Kombat 11. As somebody, like I've played... Uh, so so you missed the MK9 then? Yes. So I had to go back on YouTube and watch a, like Mortal Kombat, what's happened so far. Yeah. And you got to, like the last Mortal Kombat I actively played that was like... A long time ago. Yeah, I was going to say, if you want to take a guess, it, you'll, it was like three, I think. 
I was going to say that. Too. Yeah, I think Mortal Kombat 3 for the Super Nintendo. It's considered one of the best ones. So. Really? Was, yeah. was 3 the one, though, that it was missing Scorpion? No. Or what? No. Was it two? No. 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 Th- the I, first I version only... of three was, but Ultimate Mortal Kombat three right. put him back in. I think I think that's that's uh, correct. Yeah, that and I played the last game with Mortal Kombat in the title was Mortal Kombat versus DC, but that's not in the Mortal Kombat continuity from what mm-hmm. I discovered. Uh it's I guess it's not technically, but also in Injustice they have hints they like they like hint towards it. Yes. I do remember that because I have fully and like wildly invested in Injustice one and two. Like I got Injustice Gods Among Us the Gold Edition mm-hmm. and then I got Injustice Two and then bought the season pass and waited for every character to unlock. And so like I got people like Red Hood and then I got Hellboy. And then I got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And that was so awesome and like super random. And then it totally makes sense why the Turtles were there because there have been three proper Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series and a Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated crossover that is in the style of the, not the most recent Nickelodeon Turtles because that one looks terrible but the one that Nickelodeon started doing when they first got the Turtles license because Viacom bought the rights to Turtles from, I think, Kevin Eastman because I think Laird sold his rights to Eastman and then Eastman sold to Viacom. I think that sounds right. But anyway, it's, it's so it's that first Nickelodeon animated style and then it's Batman the Animated Series or more like, more like Batman the New Adventures style. And it's like a it's a fun little crossover too. But the proper Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover then even got the Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, the animated movie that was awesome. But yeah, it totally makes sense. Like at the time, I didn't realize like why are the turtles here? This is amazing. And it's like oh, because uh, DC Comics and IDW are doing crossovers in the issues. This totally makes sense. And so I yeah, Injustice. Those are phenomenal games. And then having bought a PS4 so that I could play Spider-Man for PS4 and now buying Mortal Kombat 11 on PS4. I want to go buy Injustice again for the PS4 just so that I can play it again because I have it for the Xbox and I just don't touch my Xbox much anymore. It just kind of sits there. It knows what it did. (laughs) But anyway, long off topic thing there. Yeah, did not play any, didn't play Mortal Kombat 9, uh, Mortal Kombat 10 or so were you were you able to get caught up then so here's what i've got and you i might just have you explain it to me but i i watched the so far and then i've made it about three quarters of the way through the story mode and what i've gathered is that everything from mortal kombat 1 to mortal kombat 8 so that includes things like deadly alliance and others i can't think of any armageddon I think all of those yeah. were continued continuities and like there were a couple of tournaments and I know things like in Mortal Kombat 1, Sub-Zero, first Sub-Zero is killed by Scorpion, who I keep yep. wanting to call Hanzo because I've been playing. Yeah, they call him Hanzo. 11. Dude, yeah. uh, okay, so that that's, that's a thing I'm going to need you to explain it's- if you can, is I don't 
understand how those two died and then came back. But okay, so what I got is that like one and two have the continuity of like it's two different tournaments and in the first tournament, Scorpion killed Sub-Zero and like Liu Kang fought in the tournament and won and then like might've defeated Sh- Sha- not Shao Kahn, uh, uh, Shang-, Shang Tsung. Yeah. And at that time, Shang Sun was like the only bad guy. And then they started like retconning in new bad guys. Right. Which became like Shao Kahn. And then they introduced uh, that guy that I first saw in Scorpion's Revenge, which was the demon guy. And he, yeah. I don't, yeah, yeah. yeah. What was it? Quan Chi. Yeah, Quan Chi. So he does a thing. I don't want to ruin it, but you know what I'm talking about. Like he disguises him self as a person and then like that is then kind of retconned the events of the first game and then like like so then it gets places and then i think it was armageddon in i think i think what's what's important to keep in mind is that the movie the the scorpion's revenge has absolutely nothing to do with any of the games so So i i didn't think it did but it kind of fits to the new continuity but because and yeah, I, they pull ideas yeah uh, from it, you know so it like makes sense it fits but well and i know that quan chi around a different character quan chi did do the thing that led scorpion to do the thing fuck it i'm gonna spoilers okay so i know in the movie yeah quan chi disguises himself as sub-zero and kills scorpion's son and daughter entire clan and entire clan yeah kills his entire clan and that is kind of supposed to be the events from the first game. And so because of that, Sub-Zero is is set up to be Scorpion's rival, even though Sub-Zero did nothing to Scorpion. So then... Well, the the clans clans were rivals already. Oh, they were? Okay, I didn't know that. They were rivals, and then uh, Quan Chi just did that bullshit and set them both off against each other okay so then in the first game and in well because in the movie in the movie does he kill sub-zero i can't remember now in the movie in the animated movie the new one does he kill sub-zero he does okay so i know so scorpion is dies and base same basically the same thing with spawn like He's given an opportunity to come back to life to get, you know, to do some sort of task to see his wife and child again. And it turns out like that was all a lie. And Quan Chi is just like a dick that basically just wanted the, that, that talisman to resurrect Shao Kahn. Was it Shao Kahn? Uh, no, no, Um, no. It's the other guy. Shinnok. Shinnok who, so Shinnok, it, is, I now know, is the son of Kronika from Eleven. Yes, and he is an elder god. Okay, Shinnok is an elder god. Is he on par with Raiden, or is he? He is stronger than Raiden. Is he Raiden? Raiden is a. I know he's the defender of Earthrealm. Yeah, he's a god. He's the god of thunder, but yeah. he's not an elder god. Okay, that's, that's why. Like, there's like a whole meme and stuff that. Uh, every time Raiden does anything, he goes, I need to consult the elder gods. And he has that to, is like, very um, true. I did notice that a lot. So, 
all of that aside, the thing I got is that like from Mortal Kombat 1 to Armageddon, those are like straight continuity of like there's another tournament, there's another tournament, there's another tournament. And then from what I read, apparently future Raiden sends a message back to Mortal Kombat Tournament 1 Raiden. Mm -hmm. Yeah, at the end of uh, Armageddon. Yeah, at the end of Armageddon. And then that causes Raiden to make different decisions, and that's what Mortal Kombat 9 is, or just Mortal Kombat. Yes. Is the reboot. So then... Because the Raiden from the past gets like broken visions from himself in the future. Yes. And it's like something's different. We need to change this. And then it like ruins everything <laughs> like completely. Interesting. And then um so yeah. Yeah. So then from Mortal Kombat 2011 to Mortal Kombat X and XL, because XL I know is the you know complete edition. Yeah. So Mortal Kombat 10 from nine to 10, there's events that transpire and like Johnny Cage gets green glowy energy and is like 10 is set like years after nine. 10 is, if I remember correctly, 20 years, like 20 or 30 years. Yeah. And so like Johnny Cage and Sonya Blade, if they have a daughter yeah, and most of the main characters have children. Yeah, that, Jax has a daughter. That were still alive. Yeah. Um, I know there's a bunch of new characters in 9, or in, in that were introduced in like 9 or 10 that have carried over to 11 that I have no idea who they are. Yeah. Like uh, Kodakon, but I kind of got Kodakon, his backstory. Kodakon, Aaron Black. Yeah, uh, Aaron Black. Who? Devora. Is she the spider lady that's Scorpion? Bug lady, yeah. Cool. I love when he cut her fucking arms off. Yeah. Cause like because I really grew attached to Hanzo. I really like Yeah, you do, right? I like Hanzo as a as an adaptation of Scorpion. Cause like, okay. And so I get what the rev rev revenants are. Uh-huh. Was Sub Zero a revenant or was he just a demon? Not Sub Zero, sorry. Scorpion. Scorpion? Okay, so yeah, so here's the here's the thing. Okay, all right, the revenants they really they were really confusing for me. I, I think I, I think I got it down now. So the original okay. Sub Zero, okay, the very first one from the first game, killed, killed by Scorpion. Uh, Bihan, hold on, before I go there, Scorpion was killed right yes. by Quan Chi so that he could use him you know for, for yeah for for the tourists to, to uh, get the talisman the Shin- yeah but like <clears throat> right. Quan chi as but, sub-zero um yeah i believe it was scorpion becomes a revenant by way of Quan chi's magic okay but the thing is okay yeah, it, it was weird the way the way Quan Chi decided to resurrect Scorpion because he basically gave him his body back and he gave him like this power of the, the hellfire, hellfire right? stuff, right? The, the Scorpion. Yeah. Then he became I know that, Scorpion. Yeah, because he has the he has the well, it used to be a fatality, but now it's a brutality where he pulls his mask off and makes the fire. Right. 
and then he he can do the fire teleportation thing. Yeah. So that's just a demon power. It it is uh the okay. power. It's it's kind of like Spawn, you know, like he was given the power and then he decided to keep it. Yeah, the necroplasm. Um, so basically, it's it's like that. He he just decided to keep it. Um, okay. But in in the game, he was also given his free will, right after he was able to to break away from from Quan Chi after he got his revenge basically on on Sub Zero. Interesting. Um, so after he killed Sub Zero, yeah, Quan Chi was like, "Oh, sweet, another dead guy. Let me take over him too." Yeah, and he and resurrected him, Noob Cybot, as Noob Cybot. Yeah, and it was one of those two. It was either Scorpion or Sub Zero. I'm pretty sure it was um, uh, Sub Zero Noob Cybot that he said was his uh it, it was his masterpiece it was like his perfect creation interesting um, in the sense of uh a revenant so noob saibot is also a revenant but he commands the shadows cool so, like, he gives he gives them like little abilities that that like add on interesting but so they technically are considered revenants okay now scorpion has since he has his free will he was able to ease his anger you know like over time yeah uh, i remember that um and actually the the main thing that did that was actually an mk not or an mkx Uh he kills quan chi um for good so then he's like all right I'm good. He actually teams up with the second Sub Zero because he's like, "We're fighting for no reason." Quan Chi did this bullshit. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they're and they're really them. good friends in Eleven, and I really yeah. like their friendship. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, so, so, I, I there's a part in the story of Eleven where one of them says something about like both of them coming back from the dead. Like, did second sub-zero die at some point uh let me think because because that that was what confused me is it's like well sub-zero and scorpion are both human and and then like even i made it to a point i got this on saturday i spent saturday and sunday this week sorry so last saturday i watched the movie and then this saturday i got the game i spent saturday and sunday playing nothing but like uh, the towers of time and mm-hmm. doing like the training to unlock more stuff and did not play any of the story. And I, uh, I went into character customization with a K and <laughs> yeah, I love that joke uh, and changed up Scorpion's special moves so that I had more accessible, you know, like back forward triangle down forward X I had more of those special moves. And then when I started playing the story mode, you you first start out as playing as Hanzo Scorpion. And I didn't have some of those moves. And I'm like, why, why can't I do that? And then again, spoilers, I got to the part where Hanzo dies and then you play as classic Scorpion Scorpion, and he has some of those moves like he has down forward X where you do the the fire breathing skull and he has 
back forward triangle where you turn into a skeleton and go through them, but he doesn't have, yeah, he dashes. Yeah. He doesn't have like down forward circle where he, where Hanzo spends double chains and hits him. Cause like I, I chain that combo to so many other things. And so like, he's got more, he, he's got more, uh, his younger version has more fire. Yeah. More of the demon thing. He uses like the fury of the hellfire more. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't realize that until playing through the story mode that they have different move sets even. And I'm like, okay, that's like next level, like cool for storytelling it. Like it's one thing to just have the old skins and the new skins because of the story being that like time is kind of folding in on itself and everyone's past self is coming forward. And I, I love that they hold the the like law of conservation of time where like if something happens to your past self, it happens to your future self. Yeah. And like I thought in, in the uh, Kano. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So I thought Johnny like getting shot in the cheek was going to be the only time they did that. But then when Sonya just fucking straight up shoots Kano in the face and future Kano or present Kano, I guess, dissolves into sand that was awesome yeah that was like, like one of the most satisfying <laughs> yes because that, that rivalry dick. is from the original game like, oh yeah yeah long term i mean I, re- I remember it from the first movie the live action yeah, one well yeah because kano like killed sonya's partner right or like it or took jack's hostage or like yeah yeah kano has fucked with sonya since mortal Kombat once since like 1992 basically yeah and so yeah that was that was a super satisfying moment but i was really happy to see because like up to that moment you know it was kind of explained well oh johnny got shot in the face and so the other one has a scar now which means that like johnny lives and it heals but since they're out of their normal timeline and and time is now fluid, time is now reactive instead of set in stone. And so it was cool to see that like, yeah, in real time when like she fucking shot Kano in the eye, other Kano like turns and has this giant gaping hole in his face and then just like dissolves into sand. It was so awesome. Yeah, that's great. So yeah, I, okay. I most of most of the confusion comes from like how like yeah Scorpion became Hanzo and like human and stuff but I didn't realize that Quan Chi gave him his body and he had free will yeah it's like if you think about the other um actually there's there's a because the rest of the revenants seemed pretty fucked up yeah and then I know Jax was a revenant in one of them and he got healed but i don't know yes. why or how so he was healed by the jinsei i believe i think that's what happened the jinsei is is like the life force of earth it's like this this liquid um i saw that um uh, yeah in was it was it mortal kombat 9 or 10 like someone goes into it and turned to the sky red was that that was 10 that, that was 10 yeah okay so 10 because uh that was, Quan Chi that was did Shinnok. that right? Shinnok. Uh, Shinnok. Shinnok did that okay 
Um, yeah, that's like the life force of Earth. I, I got that. Yeah. But um, yeah, there's there's actually a, a dialogue with uh, Noob Cybot where somebody's like, "You you're free now. Like Quan Chi's dead. Why don't you uh, you know what are you what are you doing now? Like <laughs> what? Um, I forget what his response is, but you know, I, cool I didn't they, even they think about that. that. Yeah. I I do love the dialogue that is like character specific, like um, in that level where you fight as either Sub-Zero or Scorpion. We actually went back and replayed both characters. Uh, and I remember that from Injustice 2. They kind of did that too, where they would partner up two characters and then you chose, do you want to fight right. as character A or character B? And then to eventually like get the full, uh, like 100% for completing the story, you have to go back and play as character whatever you didn't play the first time. Right. And so I think the first playthrough, I picked Sub-Zero because at that time I was like, oh, Sub-Zero is cool. But then I've now gotten like super good. Like forget what I said like two weeks ago about like Sub-Zero. Scorpion's my guy now. Like his moves. Scorpion is my favorite. Dude, Scorpion is awesome. His moves. And because of Quan Chi, like taking Scorpion's thing, I spent the entire scorpion's revenge thinking like god damn it sub-zero's a dick and i said he was my favorite character and then it's like oh it wasn't him all right that's fine um well, that that one was actually the the first one uh bihan that turned into noob saibot he was a fucking asshole well yeah, yeah oh yes he was but when in in the movie scorpion's revenge i thought sub-zero was a bad guy and it's like oh it was Quan chi that murdered okay. Hanzo's son and wife who you have this like awesome opening scene where like Hanzo's like carrying his kid on his shoulders and like like it, like really, yeah, really building cool. a bond with like a father and then you're like what the fuck Zub Zero like why why did you do that and so like I spent half of that movie being like Sub Zero's a dick and then the end of it is like okay he's not that bad but yeah yeah, modern Scorpion is awesome and changing his move set made him even more badass. And I love the thing I, I'm really, I've had mixed feelings about the character customization. Um, but it, I'll, I'll talk about that in a bit. It, is there any more to the story that like I really, I've missed or like is really important? to understanding why like we're here i mean yeah like, a lot kind of happened in mkx yeah um, i'm i'm really regretting not not playing that one <laughs> yeah i didn't play it either but i watched this uh youtuber i guess uh, this could be a uh, my uh L little throw out yeah my, my creator uh recommendation <laughs> for this little uh yeah this little half episode yeah. but um uh his name is super right just just super okay um, so it's spelled uh, funny like s-o-o-p-e-r no, or like just just normal s-u-p-e-r nice uh super um Dig he that. plays fighting games mainly mortal kombat and another round games mortal kombat injustice he such plays good a ton of um mkx yeah kind of leading up to um injustice 2 I discovered him and I just started binging all of his MKX videos. 
and he still plays MKX. Um, nice. Every now and then, but he also plays like Dragon Ball Z fighters and um so that is also on sale for the summer special and i i bought the base game on the switch and i saw that the like full fuck your face with everything like all of the fighting characters and everything that comes out to like 110 dollars is on sale right now for like 15 dollars and i was like i really want to get that yeah right but like i I found the story mode of that game so boring and there were no, there was no like unlock stuff. Like that's one thing that I think Injustice 2 and Mortal Kombat uh, 11. The work towards. Yeah. Is, and, and so, so those are, those are my two frames of references for like fighting games. And I've been comparing those to a lot. Like I loved Injustice 2. Like I thought it was phenomenal. I was hesitant with their customization system going into it because mm-hmm. I really liked Injustice 1. I really liked that you had just straight up alternate skins. Like for Superman, yeah. you had like Red Sun Superman. Uh, for Batman, there was like a New 52 version and there were like classic versions and other characters had like different versions. And even if you, I know this because I worked towards it and I fucking never did it. If you played Injustice on a tablet, like the mobile game of Injustice, and you unlocked a Batman card and you linked your mobile game to Injustice 1, you would unlock the Batman Beyond skin for Batman. And it was not included in Injustice Gold. You could literally only do it by playing that stupid tablet game, which was like a tap button screen fighter and like you had to buy like you had you had cooldowns so like you couldn't just like massively play it like you you know you had like a certain number of diamonds or coins or oh man whatever so you could only do a certain number of battles and each battle yielded you like a certain number of coins and then you could buy card packs and if a card pack had a batman you're good but if it didn't have a batman you had to like get to the first one and it was like a thousand coins or something like i i never got it and i because batman beyond is is like one of my favorite batman interpretations and so i I, like i was excited for that skin and i liked that the injustice had dedicated skins and then so when injustice 2 came out and it was customizable pieces i was kind of nervous because i was like well i really wanted skins i wanted full reskins of characters and then i got into like the customization of like hellboy and um red hood and the turtles and sub-zero where i mean you could change their weapons you could change their mass like okay so for like sub-zero is like you could change his mask you could change his torso you could change his arm armor you could change his pants and you could change his weaponry and then with like Superman, it was like face, cape, logo, pants. And like Supergirl, it was like face, cape, logo, skirt. And Hellboy, it was like horns, f- like goggles, the right hand of doom, and the jacket. And it was it was super awesome. Like you you could literally make these like really unique characters. And 
they did alternate skins for a couple of people. So like for Hal Jordan, they did a John Stewart skin. So they completely reskinned him, but you couldn't change his gear. And so for like um, Captain Cold, I think is his name, they had a Mr. Freeze skin, mm-hmm. but you couldn't change his gear. Like you could, you could change the gear to have different attributes, but it didn't change the appearance. Yeah, they were premium skins. They were premium skins. I did buy them because I bought them in the, uh, the download pack or the whatever. Um, I think the best one, in my opinion, is um, the uh, Raid in Black Lightning. One. Yes, that one was super cool. So when Mortal Kombat 11 was announced, I was like, okay, cool. Maybe they'll carry over that from Injustice 2, the style that I had really grown accustomed to. And then I, I know even like a year ago, you and I were talking about this with Spawn. I had high hopes for Spawn's customization and I feel very disappointed in it because the only three things you can change on him are the boot, his, so his right foot, his right arm, and his cape. And then, of course, you know, you can do yeah, different and skins. Then, and then the skins, yeah. But the only two boots I care about are the, the one that comes standard, the big boot with the spikes, and then the other leg that looks like a normal spawn leg where it has like the, the little cuff with the spikes. And it's like that, those are the only two like, I really care about. The other ones look cool, but they're obviously like not traditional spawn stuff. And then the right hand, I really only like like the default one. And then the capes are kind of cool, but like none of them really stand out for me. And then I, I, I like that there's the skin option of uh, the like kind of combat spawn where he's got the bandana and the, and the gun the bullet straps and everything like that's, you know, straight up from like the cover of issue seven or something or issue 30. McFarlane did that because he did that to sell toys and it, it worked. Like he, he made so many different variations of spawn to sell toys. And I, I bought a bunch of them. I know a ton of other people did too, but I, I like that you get the classic spawn costume, which looks very much like the spawn costume from HBO's animated spawn. And then I really like that, like, kind of medieval knight spawn that really does have a Mortal Kombat feel to it. Like, I, I really like that as an alternate skin. I think that's a good Mortal Kombat interpretation of spawn. But I, I was really, really hoping that there would be different customizations to the face. Because I wanted, you know, like, glowing eyes. I wanted the... I wanted like a, a, a normal, like human Al Simmons head because that happens. Yeah, I like every, that too. Yeah, I every like mask, 30 yeah. issues in maybe like 50 issues or whatever in Spawn. It happens two or three times. Like Spawn has gotten his Al Simmons face back a couple of times. Or I wanted the hamburger face or the shoelace face or the more recent Spawn issues he's had like the the mask has actually made teeth yeah like i i wanted all of that as a customization yeah i did too so i was i was pretty let down by that and then same with like the terminator or the t800 i was really hoping that i'd be able to do like more endoskeleton stuff and like really you just have those skins where like you can see the left arm that's kind of cool but i like i really wish they would have done like 
at least for skins, I wish they would have done like a younger Arnold from like, you know, Terminator one or like the more Terminator two gear. But I, I know a lot of, they had a Terminator two skin. Yeah. It's kind of there. He has the, the jacket and everything, yeah. but it just, it, it feels like older Terminator. Um, uh, is it uncle? Yeah. Uncle Carl from dark fate. Cause I know that that was the obvious thing was like, it was kind of a tie-in to help promote the movie yeah. that a lot of people hate. And I have mixed feelings about like some of some parts of that movie. I really love some parts of it. I really dislike uh, some characters are more exciting than others. Like some people were obviously just put there to like move the plot forward. Like it was, it was, it was a very strange mix. And you can, you can tell that it's, it's all because James Cameron isn't behind the, the camera. He's not directing them. So it, it, it feel, and they've done, and we'll kind of talk about this, I think in, in an episode, like two or four weeks from now, they've, it feels like they've been trying to find that third installment every time and it just doesn't work. And that's kind of the downside to like long running series is you either have to like keep just dragging it out or you have to keep rebooting it or you have to do something and I've seen a lot of series like that lately. But anyway, in in Mortal Kombat 11, I, I really wish I, I I really wish there was just like a straight up endoskeleton skin. I love the look of the endoskeletons, especially because yeah. Terminator 2 when they're like storming the beach and crushing skulls with their feet, like that was terrifying as a kid to me. And it was and that like it's to this day now that's so cool and like that movie really pioneered computer uh, generated special effects. And, and so like, I was really hoping for like an endoskeleton and stuff, but I'm, I'm glad I bought the combat pack because it came with all the skins for all the people. And like, there's a Harley Quinn one for Cassie and there's a, a Hellspawn skin for Jackie and there's a Sarah Connor skin for Sonya. Like there's a lot of really cool stuff to be had there, but I'm I'm still just kind of let down by the fact that it's like three customizable items that don't that's not the the piece I wanted to customize. Like with Terminator, like I don't care what his grenades look like. <laughs> yeah. Or, or like yeah. even even Sub-Zero, like I don't care which knives he's not going to use that are in yeah. his belt like I don't know. What did, what did what did you feel about the customization, or how do you yeah, feel there, about like there, a lot of the premium DLC in general? There were there were a lot of missed opportunities with those little customization details that, like you said, you're not even going to be able to see. Like they're just like little trinkets on the belt or something. It's yeah. Like, okay, what? I don't I don't care about this. Like, give me something noticeable that I'm going to look at in the game and be like, that's fucking badass. Yeah. Like, I like that you could change the end of Scorpion's spears. Like, those kind of make a, a more prevalent appearance, yeah, especially when he, you do your, like... them, and, you know, he, you see it a lot. Exactly. But then, like, changing Sonya's gloves... Yeah. Like, they all look the same. And it's, like... And it's not... It's not my definition. Like, I'm playing on a, on a 4K TV. <laughs> like, but they, they... I mean, just, like, they're they're so they're so close to looking like everything else. And they're, and then uh, the augment 
you know, trying to get the experience and unlock the augments and add the augments and that costing coins and everything, I, that's kind of a deterrent to change my gear out until I've unlocked the gear that I want. Like I kind of regret that like the first gear piece I picked for Scorpion, I was just like, oh, this is cool. I'll level it up. And then I didn't realize like, dude, it takes forever to level up gears to get to the third augment unlock. And I wouldn't really worry about that. That's mainly for like, I mean, I know it doesn't um, like increase combat, but like you can get like more coins if you win or like, I think I have one that like, you know, if I lose, I get a hundred coins or if I do a brutality as my finisher, I get like three hearts and I, I really like the crypt area. And so I want to go get more hearts for the crypt chests and I want to go get more souls for the soul thing. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And I feel yeah. like, I think maybe just cause I, I've already gone through all the, everything in the crypt. So you have that kind of stuff. It, it doesn't, you know, like, nice. I'm like, whatever. I don't need that. Yeah. It like, Cause I wanted like all the gear, every single piece of gear that I could get from the crib. So I went through like the yeah, entire I do thing. Too. It was crazy. I've, I finally yeah. got like Hanzo's rope dart thing and uh, the uh, Ermax amulet and obviously the hammer. That's like the first one you get. I've gotten a lot, but I still feel like there's so much. And I feel like the hearts are going to be the hardest thing. I'm not getting a lot of hearts. Yeah. And they fucking look, that little icon looks like a real human heart. And I'm like, I'm not used to that in video games. I'm used to the, you know, cutesy Legend of Zelda heart-shaped heart. Yeah, this game is, this game is uh, super brutal. God, the, I unlocked, oh, and yeah, uh, uh, fatalities took me forever to figure out. And then it, it didn't, I don't feel like it really explained to me, like, distance basing. And so, like, I went to do the fatality training uh-huh. and it, I realized like, oh, I'm standing in a square. Oh, I can do a fatality now. And like now I understand fatalities and I end like every match with a fatality because I get hearts. So the, this this game, I'm not sure how much you know about it, um, like technically, but um, it's, it's considered the most balanced Mortal Kombat ever. Really? Because there, there are certain mechanics that they put in the game to to make it like that and i'm not going to get into detail right now because it's a lot of shit okay but um when we do end up finally playing i can explain it yeah because it'll be it'll make much more sense you know like if you're actually like hands-on than me just telling you but okay do you mean like character balanced or like um no it's like um the for example if you're fighting somebody and they have you in like a combo mm-hmm. instead of just like having to wait for the combo to be over and eating all that damage yeah you can break out of it there's ways to break out of it there's a um, combo I... uh there's there's a uh, combo interruptions um nice uh, there's, there's counters and there's i uh, have countered a lot of people with a k uh i have <laughs> The joke never gets old. Yeah, I've I've done a lot of counters, and I know like yeah, you can get out of grabs with by countering grabs, and you can yeah, you can take grabs if you time it right. Yeah, and you can do like flawless uh, blocks 
or flawless counters and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It, thinking of that now, cause I, I do remember, I think it was mortal Kombat versus DC. I remember that one being really like, cause I always remember mortal Kombat. Like you had to do specific button presses to do combos. Like it wasn't just like, like I feel like with Street Fighter or even Tekken, you can kind of just press different buttons and you can like chain a combo together. Yeah. But like Mortal Kombat, you had to do yeah, and no, it's it's uh, execution. Yeah, you combo. you specifically you had to do certain buttons. Yeah, the... you can't just like do a punch and then do a kick. It has to be in a series of combos, and then you and you can chain combos into other combos if you can like juggle someone or if you change your attack height and stuff you can link to you know five move combos to make like a 10 or an 11 to 12 move combo um yeah i now that you say that you're right i i do feel like it's a lot more balanced and i have not played online yet just because i i don't have playstation plus right now like i think we bought it during like the start of quarantine so that we could play a couple of games online and then like never really did. But I do have PlayStation now, which I think has 10 on it, but I was disappointed because you couldn't play as any of the DLC characters uh. that, okay. So one thing, and this, this is, this is a small complaint, but it's, it's in reference to every nether realm game. I wish that the DLC characters were like part of the story i understand why they're not because obviously oh. some people well it's funny you say that why because you need to play aftermath oh so that's that was what i was going to say that's what i figured was that aftermath is a story specific dlc with it's character, a story, it's a story expansion that yeah. expands the the roster as well. Yes, that yeah, exactly. It's a it's a story mode expansion that expands the rosters, and so I have those characters. I have, uh, I know one of them's RoboCop, and I think is the other one was one of them Nightwolf. Was he part of the aftermath, or was it Sidel? Yeah. Oh, so the so the guest characters are not going to be part of it. Obviously. Yeah. So that was that was my thing. Like I wish that like. Because in Soul Calibur 2 and 4 and I think 5, the guest characters are part of the story. And I say that because I know 2 had Spawn on the Xbox, Hayachi from Tekken yeah. on PlayStation 2, and Link from Zelda on GameCube. And I, I feel like they were part of the guest stories, but I know that specifically with Soul Calibur 4, all the Star Wars characters, they were part of the story. Like they even talk about like coming from a different dimension. And I think they even with Soul Calibur 5 having Ezio and 6 having... Um, Oh, our boy. Geralt, the Witcher? Geralt, yeah, the Witcher. I think they have a story mode that's like part of the story. And so like, 
I, I beat the tower of time with spawn and I got his like little cinematic ending, mm-hmm. but I know that doesn't tie into the Chronica and the, you know, no. Quan Chi story. Yeah. And I wish it did, but who, who are the roster characters that came with aftermath that are mortal Kombat? It is. Uh, well, even the even the characters before Aftermath, um, from the uh, combat pack. So it's Shang Tsung, okay, uh, Nightwolf, Shiva, Fujin. So they're all in Aftermath. They are all in Aftermath. Okay, cool. Because yeah, I was like, I haven't seen like all I keep hearing is like, you know, Shang Tsung's dead, and then I know Fujin is Raiden's brother. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. He's the god of wind. Yeah, that makes sense. And then I know Nightwolf is an older character, but I, I don't know much about him. Actually, uh, oh, Sindel as well is. In it, Sindel is Shao Kahn's wife? Shao Kahn's wife, yeah. Does that make her not Jade, but the other one? Katana's mother. Katana's mom. mother, yes. Yeah. Okay. Because I got that from the interaction between Katana and Shao Kahn uh, in the arena when, like, Shao Kahn kind of comes back. She says something about, like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I spared your life because of your mother. But so, okay, cool. That makes sense. Um, but Nightwolf, actually, yeah, he's, he's like an insanely powerful character. Awesome. Yeah, I didn't, some of these characters that I wasn't familiar with, like Kota Khan. Like I was like, dude, this guy's a dick playing him in the towers because like his yeah. so he he was um he takes over he, Outworld. He was the leader of one of Shao Kahn's armies, I believe. He was okay. like a like a general. Yeah. And then uh he like tried to defy Shao Kahn, so then Shao Kahn uh, like basically made him a slave. Okay. And um, after Shao Kahn died, he like rose up and took power. Yeah, I got that. And then because I got to the part where Shao Kahn like breaks his back, but then because Jade yeah. technically little, defeated, little Khan can't catch a fucking break in that game, dude. He, but like, but after because like because he was in love with Jade, right? Or like he marries Jade in yeah. one of them, and then she dies or something, right? Yeah. She- she dies in ten. In which one? Mo- most of the main characters that are revenants yeah. died in uh, MK9. They were killed by Sindel. Really, I did not know that. Yeah. So, one of my favorite things from this game, from Mortal Kombat 11, was when Raiden and Liu Kang are fighting, and he's like you know, I'll kill you or I'll defeat you or something. And then Raiden gets that like moment of clarity where he's like, this has happened before. And then it shows. Yeah. All the different timelines, all the different timelines with all the different skins. And like that then makes like an awesome level of like why the skins exist. Yeah. And like, yeah. Seeing like Liu Kang with like the tattoos and like the, like the long hair and the, you know, the, the, the leather jacket vest thing versus like shirtless and then like Raiden with his all like all his different costumes like 
that's super cool because I know like those are kind of from different games, but also like kind of different timelines and like different interpretations and stuff. So like that was really cool, but I think it's really, it's still very confusing that they've now introduced. Yeah. Time travel. Well, time. Yeah. Time. Well, twice technically because of like Raiden sending visions back. Like I get that to reboot the series so that you can kind of keep it fresh, but then yeah. Having like now the time duplicates and everything. And I, I have, Again, I haven't gotten to the end of the main story. I have theories as to what's going to happen, especially now that I've seen two of the present characters die that are main characters. So it's like with seeing Sonya die and then Hanzo die, I have theories of how the the story mode's going to end and I'm 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 like I'm leaving myself like I don't want to be like We're too wrong. disappointed are we you are wrong oh no whatever you're thinking because i'm thinking wrong (laughs) i'll tell you but don't still ruin it i have i i feel like it's either going to be one of two things like either one everything's gonna go back to the way it was and like everyone's gonna be alive and normal or like two that all of the timelines are going to kind of converge and maybe like I'm hoping for like uh, a DC's crisis on infinite earths situation where like we end up with like the best possible timeline of like all of the best versions. So like Luke Kane's not a revenant and then like Hanzo's still a badass, and then Raiden's not crazy. And then like Kodakon is still good, but like Jade's alive and they're married and then Jack's like isn't crazy, but does have a daughter. Like I'm, I'm hope, like I'm optimistically hoping for that. But I know that it's a Mortal Kombat series, and good I, I things say, aren't allowed to happen. Uh, okay, you can all. All can I'm gonna say, all I'm gonna say, yeah, is that they they don't even give you the satisfaction of knowing for sure. Are you? fucking kidding me <laughs> what what they, about what about they, aftermath have you they, gotten aftermath they leave yet? it open they leave- i'm not gonna say anything about aftermath fuck me because that's what it seems like is that from what i what i learned from the um Mortal I mean, well, I, so I think that far. Fact, the, the ending it's it's satisfying okay but it's not it's not like this is it this is how it ends and then move on it's okay like, okay because that this is this is the next part and what's next you know and then it just so i'm yeah i'm also kind of expecting that because then going back and trying to find out what happened i'm seeing that like deadly alliance ended with that like we need to change things and then mortal Kombat ended with like stuff happened and then like 10 ended with like raiden cutting off one whatever that guy's name is yeah, Shinnok's head. Yeah, Sh- Raiden cut off Shinnok's head and is like becoming evil. So like, I I definitely see that there's these like open-ended stories, and that they're not like definitively concluded, and that's kind of upsetting. But what I I have to say, out of every fighting game ever, like any of them that I can think of, Mortal Kombat, Tekken, Street Fighter, Marvel versus Capcom. SNK, like any of those fighting games, Mortal Kombat has the best 
stories and they actually make sense as to why you're fighting in a fighting game. Yeah. Like, cause like Marvel versus Capcom never like one and two never really explained why Marvel characters are fighting Capcom characters. Marvel versus Capcom infinity was just a garbage game. Uh, Tekken has some story, but like, it's so convoluted that it doesn't really make sense. And like street fighter, I feel like there's no real story there. Like there's no real character growth. There's no heavy outcome or like decisions to be made. Like, you know, Ryu's never deciding if he has to like snap Ken's neck to save the world or anything. Like, I feel like Mortal Kombat has like real stakes and, and people are dying and, and coming back as like these possessed zombie demon things. And like, you know, there's, there's weight of like loss and concern for like, we have to save the world or we have to prevent the merger of the realms. Like there's real story driven consequences to these games. And it's very impressive. Right. That's how I feel about Mortal Kombat. And that's a, it's an awesome game. And I'm really glad I bought it at that sale price. Yeah. And I'm really, I'm still holding out for Ash from Evil Dead or Army of Darkness. Oh, speaking of that. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's always going to be speculation and like quote unquote leaks and stuff. And oh, of course. You, you never know for sure in, until it actually happens. But there is speculation that we will be getting more DLC characters. Mm-hmm. I've heard uh, that. Just based off of some tweets from Ed Boon. Yeah. The, the co-creator. But um you know, uh I'm I'm still holding out hope for for uh Ash as well because I think that would be awesome and Oh yeah. And if not, you know, we at least know it's it's not because it, they just didn't want to put him in there, but you know, there's there's a lot of legal reasons uh, why he wasn't in there already because he was supposed to be yeah i know that like a press image that was sent out had like in the fine print something about like ash courtesy of i can't remember if it's paramount or tristar or something but yeah that that series has so many legal issues that even within the army of darkness evil dead continuity you know, because they, they did the first two movies and then they did the third movie on a big budget and then they did the reboot, which didn't really hold continuity, but kind of did if you consider that after credit scene, but then that didn't really go anywhere. And then they finally did the, the stars Ash versus Evil Dead series that's amazing. But even in that, they did like a pick and choose kind of thing of like what was continuity and what was timeline and so they like picked events from evil dead one and people from evil dead one and then like small stuff from evil dead two and they kind of glossed over army of darkness until like the third season when the rights got bought back and so then they kind of like explained like oh time travel's possible and that's how they like called out to army of darkness but they still like never showed any of the clips in the flashbacks. So yeah, as much of a disaster as like that legal right is, I I can only imagine trying to get him into a video game from an entirely separate company. 
Yeah. That's produced by Warner Brothers, I guess, because Warner Brothers yeah. owns NetherRealm or, or they're the distributor or something. Because it yeah. used to be Midway and now it's just NetherRealm and NetherRealm almost exclusively just makes Mortal Kombat or Injustice. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully it happens. And, and I know, like you said, I, I, I do think there are more characters coming and I'm I'm excited to see who it's going to be, uh, though I don't know many other Mortal Kombat characters. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know, like they could add some like fan favorite and I would have no idea who it is. Yeah. Because at this point, like every character that I'm aware of is now already there, like you know, the, the the roster from the original three games, pretty much they're all there except for some of the robots aren't playable, but they're in the story. Mm. So I don't know. I hope it's not them. That would, that would be really disappointing. Those are huge fan favorites. I know they are, but having already seen them in the game, like it's great that they're part of the story, but if they become playable, I hope that's just like a free add on. I hope it's not. Well, NetherRealm has a has a like a system where they don't repeat their DLC characters. I did know that. Yeah, that's so. But anyway, all right. <laughs> I'm gonna go fucking eat and feed the animals and get ready for work and shit. Oh God, yeah, I gotta do that too. Sounds good, man. <laughs> well, I'll uh, I'll get this. I'm probably gonna cut this into two episodes. We'll call it a comic episode, a Mortal Kombat episode. All right. And uh, we'll I'll just I'll put those out like sometime next week after the proper episode, which I'm gonna start editing after this, or continue editing. I started listening to it yesterday. I just need to start cutting today. So 